Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! We want to talk to you about um, the physical body. Um, maybe just a quick overview, uh, maybe not quick, uh, an overview of the physical body. What is the physical body? A physical body is a sort of shell that enables you to ground yourself, um, your spirit into the dense vibration vibrations of 3d Mm -hmm. it is a costume if you will um of dense energies um dense cells that enable your light very fine very refined soul energies to anchor themselves in this dimension and impact this dimension mm-hmm. on a physical level. Um, so that is what a physical body is in its most simple form. It's also the least complicated of the bodies because you look at it all day, every day in the mirror, right? So you right. see yourself, you're very familiar with that body that you, you have. Yeah, the only issue that you cannot look inside. I guess you could, if you truly wanted to. Like with your inner vision, you mean? Right, or I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean, I guess surgeons look look inside all the time. But yes, you can always, always inspect your physical body with your transcendental inner vision. In fact, I highly recommend that if you're to get to know your body. Is it something that any person can do? Yes. A body scan is one of those very simple techniques that most people, even if they're not necessarily very evolved, can do and can practice. Um, It could be a very interesting exercise. Uh, A full body scan is recommended um, every time you have pain, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I would honestly do it every season because our bodies change every season to adapt to the coming season, especially for uh, areas where there are massive fluctuations of temperatures across the season. Your body is, is getting itself prepared for the next season by shedding layers of skin or uh, by increasing the number of layers, depending on, you know, for a cold season, you want more layers. For a hot season, you want less layers. So, you know, precipitation um, could be easier. Sweating could be easier. Things like that. Mm-hmm. 
So scanning your body um, is a really, really good exercise. Um, the most simplistic way could be starting with an organ, if an organ or particular area of your body hurts, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to zoom into that organ and inspect it, look at it. Um, you know, look at where that pain is. Is it on the surface of the organ? Is it within the organ? And then you should be able to locate what that pain looks like, what geometric shape it has, whether it's light or heavy, what color it has, you know, uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. Why is it helpful? I think we humans in general don't understand pain. Um, and by not understanding it, they're not able to heal themselves. There is also an aspect of today's society that has been conditioned to run away from pain as opposed to run towards it. So especially the Western world, if you look at it, is a society of painkillers. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they go through childbirth. They want painkillers for that. Instead of, instead of knowing and learning from that pain. Because if humanity, instead of trying to kill pain of childbirth, and this is just one example, would allow itself to face it head on, we would have already moved into pleasurable birth instead of painful birth as a society. But because our relationship with pain is that of avoidance or is that of resistance, we're not able to understand, process, and evolve through the message the pain is giving us. So again, I'm going to repeat this. In a society, of, in a society where killing pain is a habit, and is a very, very wide embrace, embraced type of avenue and course of action, we are never going to see a healthy population. And by healthy, I mean physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy. Because the pain in your physical body could be an indicator of something that is off and out of balance with any of your other bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Because they all are one, one Russian doll. All outer bodies are influencing the inner bodies. All inner bodies are in influencing the, the outer bodies. It is very much in, in a symbiotic system that is one integral uh, entity as well as a number of layers within that entity, so they're not separate from each other. It, it is a system that's entirely interconnected. So when we actually, instead of suppressing pain, face it, that is a first step to healing, right? So it, when you're feeling pain, the last thing I would encourage you to do is take a pill to get rid of it. Because you would be getting rid of 
a symptom, not the root cause. So going into that pain and by scanning the organ, what you're going into is trying to understand that pain and the message that it holds. Yeah. Now, there could be so many different reasons why you're in pain. Um... I would recommend something that I would probably call the simplest exercise you could do is speaking to that pain as if it was a part of yourself that had a message. So in your head or out loud or however you want to do this, you should have a role play type of exercise, right? And that should happen in parallel with you doing the scanning of your body. So if you're looking at that organ, that is painful, that is hurting. Like I said, you first want to examine and pinpoint what that pain is. And when you are able to see it with your transcendental vision, like what shape it is, what color it is, if it's heavy or light, warm or cool, you know, what does it look and feel like? Then you can invite that pain, which all that is, is a message. Pain is always a message. And you want to hear it. Because unless and until you hear it, you cannot heal and you cannot cure. You're only postponing that which is inevitable. Mm -hmm. uh, By killing the pain. Uh, Because at one point, you know, you can only suppress it for so long. Uh, eventually you could get yourself into a situation where you cannot kill pain anymore because the message just needs to come through. Um, That's the point where, you know, health just takes over. Hmm. You know, that's why they say you cannot buy health. No, but you can hear that message. So I would invite you to talk to that pain. You know, ask it uh, how long it has been living in your body. You might be surprised by the answer because some pains have been with your body since your childhood and they just are starting to manifest right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some have been there for years, weeks, days, like depending on the type of pain, kind of pain, it'll give you an answer. You could and should ask it why it is located in this particular area of your body. Why did it choose a part of your body? You want to ask your pain, what is it that it's trying to get for you? What is its service to you that it is performing at this moment in time? What is its greatest message that it's carrying for you in the spirit of the greater good of your whole organism? And then... You should ask your pain how you can get healed from it. And she'll tell you. She'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And sometimes things that you might receive back would feel pretty drastic. Sometimes pain would have you divorce your husband. Sometimes the pain that you would have would have you quit smoking. Sometimes the pain that you have would have you change your job. Sometimes the pain that you would have 
would enforce you to have a new habit that you've been resisting, like drinking more water or taking on um, another healthy habit. Sometimes the pain that you have is going to make you give up a food that you're attached to or another human in your life, like a friend that you spend too much time with and that's not being healthy for you. Sometimes the pain is going to be there to have you give up a dream because that dream might potentially be leading you uh, alongside a wrong path. Sometimes the pain that you have is going to be ancestral. And that means it would permeate through generations upon generations of your familial lineage. Those tend to be the hardest ones to heal. But it doesn't mean that it's impossible. So depending on the answers, I would just encourage you to listen to the answers very, very closely and writing everything down. In fact, if you don't want to speak out loud, you can do an exercise where you're writing down the questions on the piece of paper, and then you're writing down the answers coming from that pain that you're talking to. Sometimes it'll suggest you to do multiple things, not just one. And I invite you to lean into those suggestions and see how your life might change. Mm-hmm. But I think we started by talking about like body scanning, right? Yeah. So pain is a very extreme signal. You don't always have to get to that state. In fact, if you're listening to your body and if you're doing all the interim steps of scanning it and taking care of it, in the meantime, you would never have to go to the pain threshold or to the pain frontier because that's generally the last stop (laughs) before things get really bad, right? It's like, okay, wake up call, pretty serious wake-up call um there are signs of disbalance way earlier on before pain starts being manifested what are the signs of your disbalance feeling tired or not feeling fully refreshed when you wake up first red flag that means you need to start scanning your body immediately Um, if you're feeling and anything that actually has to do with energy levels, if you're just not feeling the same energy level, like that, that you used to first red flag. Um, if you are, um, if something shifts in your body, for instance, and your body stops taking a particular food stops digesting a particular type of food, that is always a red flag. Something is changing in your body and is shifting. And instead of being blindsided by it, you'd rather get ahead of it. Um, Other signs before pain hits that something must be wrong, like it can be wrong. Um, Cracks in your bones, for instance. Uh, Or when you're not as, when you're starting to lose the elasticity in your body, like you're not able to stretch as far as you used to. Like that could be a red flag. 
other red flags. If you're thirsty when you wake up in the morning, red flag. First step to manifesting some type of pain. Because if you're thirsty, or you have a dry mouth, that means that a few organ systems inside of your body are also thirsty, which means that they cannot get rid of the byproducts, the unnecessary byproducts, the toxic byproducts. That means that they're suffocating in those byproducts. If you're not able to fully breathe, if you feel congested, if you feel like um, you cannot take a deep breath and hold it for a minute or a minute and a half, any type of respiratory difficulty without pain is a cause to start examining your body. If you are becoming emotionally unstable or you're you know for instance like if you notice a shift in your emotional state compared to how it used to be like you what if you started getting annoyed easier than before or angry or if all of a sudden you're sentimental and you feel like you cry a lot right or if all of a sudden you become indifferent and you're used to being the opposite. All of these are like warning signs that something is happening and that shift might not be to your benefit. If you experience digestion issues, if it's quicker, slower than normal, or if it doesn't feel optimal, if you feel gassy, bloated, warning sign, doesn't have to be pain. If you feel heart palpitations or increased blood pressure. Or that you have an uneven pulse, sometimes too fast, sometimes too slow. Warning sign. If your body retains too much liquid. So in other words, you would wake up and you would feel puffy, like puffiness under the eyes or puffiness in the face. Warning sign. You should do the full scan of your body. If you have sensitivity in your scalp, all of a sudden, warning sign, full body scan. I mean, I could keep going. There are so many, all of these red flags that most people just brush under the rug yeah. for so, so long. A toothache, even a minor toothache, if your gums are bleeding. Like, it doesn't have to get all the way crazy. And, 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 like, and that's the problem. Like, if you were to listen to all of these warning signs at the time that they were supposed to be listened to, you would never have to go through pain. Because your body is sending you a thousand signals before it sends you a signal of pain. It wants you to learn the lesson in the least detrimental, least painful way possible. Pain is the last frontier. If all else failed. Mm-hmm. And the skin condition, for example. Right? Absolutely. Pimple. Full body scan. Eczema. Full body scan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, got it. Uh, so let's say let's say you have uh, some I don't know some skin issue, right? And yeah. uh, then you do a body scan, um, and then you see that one of your organs is not in good shape, right? So what do you do next? Well, first, like I said, it's important. It's important to get the message. Yeah. What is the message, right? Um, and it can be like a physical or um, mental, emotional. Right? Yes, all of the above. Or the message could be you need to uh, drink chamomile tea six times a day. That could also be the message. Mm. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Then, once the message was received, mm-hmm. it is important to take action on it. Because part of having a relationship with your body is not just listening to it, but truly hearing it, not ignoring it. Like, would you want to have a relationship with somebody who would always ignore all of your calls and never pick them up? Or if, you know, would come to you asking for advice and then never follow through on what you told them, but keep repeatedly asking for advice? Yeah. You wouldn't because that's not a relationship. It's a one-sided game. Now, Mind you, our bodies, our physical body is our greatest ally in this quest that we're all going through on earth. It is the biggest ally. It's almost like, because right now you do understand, right? That it's like, it's not truly yours. It's borrowed, right? I mentioned in in, in one of our previous sessions that it's borrowed from planet earth, Gaia, as well as your two ancestral lines that you come from, your mom's and your dad's side. So it's borrowed by you. And so it's a symbiosis between you and the body. Mm-hmm. You know, the body is actually your greatest ally. So for the sake of your evolution and for the sake of being on this journey with you, your body would go to great lengths. It, you know, if it serves you to become terribly overweight, it would go to those lengths with you. If it serves you to develop stage four cancer, it would go to those lengths with you. If it serves you to break your spinal cord, it would go there with you. And it is feeling the pain in the same way that you are. It's feeling all of your pain. And it would go through that journey with you because it is your greatest ally. Now, that ally expects a couple of things. It expects reciprocity. It would really appreciate it if you could only hear it, if you talk to it in the morning, you know, when you wake up. Why don't you ask your body how it's feeling? What you could do better to take care of, of it that day? How can you treat it? You know, are you, are you having any habits that are not serving it? That is what having a relationship with your body feels like. Because here's how ironic this is, watching from higher dimension. You have this greatest ally at your fingertips at all times. Then it starts giving you a message. And instead of going within to try to understand what it's telling you, you're going where? To the doctor. A third party 
that is ap- has absolutely no clue what your body is trying to tell you because the only thing that they know is some the only thing they have some pat- some level of pattern recognition so they they're looking at it and like well i think your body is telling you x based on another 1000 patients and my textbook but they don't know they really don't know a pain in the liver could have over 3,000 root causes from mental to emotional to physical to past life to generational trauma to karmic bonds. Mm-hmm. So if you truly want to get answers, developing a relationship with your body is the most important thing you can do. Your body would always respond. The more you talk to it, the more it responds. Got it. Uh, that's clear. And um, let's say you do a body scan. Yep. Um, is there a technique that would allow you to have a deeper body scan? Because I've, I've done it myself and sometimes it's not clear. Is there some kind of maybe advanced technique to go deeper and see more uh, with the body scan? So, the trick with the body scan is to try to figure out how macro or micro you want to go. Because your body is a universe in and of itself, right? As above, so below. So, how intimate you you are with a particular issue would depend on how zoomed in you are on it. But first, you would need to locate what what part is hurting inside of your universe, which is your body. With autoimmune diseases, diseases, unfortunately, what you would see is the pain seems to be everywhere right so um you know easier to scan a particular organ than it is to scan the circulatory system because it penetrates literally every single aspect of your body right Mm -hmm. so first figure out the location right what you would notice is first by scanning the body you know from top to bottom honestly the simplest thing the simplest technique you could do. And I know you asked for sophisticated, but let's start with simple because my, a lot of people might not even know what that even means, like to scan your body. Mm-hmm. So most of you, I'm assuming, have been through security at an airport. When you have to go through the scanner, when you have to raise your hands up, and then there's that scanning machine that does some scanning of your body right this imagine doing that imagine raising your hands closing your eyes raising your hands and with your inner vision examining your body from top to bottom Mm -hmm. the areas and first you can just do like a very quick scan up and down and up and down and you know within 10 seconds you can go you can do the the scan of your full body it's like very quickly you would notice And, and like I actually mentioned before, right? So like your body has a matrix structure. So it has 
the lines that are penetrating your body from top to bottom and left to right. So that matrix structure would either be healthy where the energy is flowing normally, or it would have spots where the energy is not coming through. Mm-hmm. So if the energy, prana, chi, however you want to call it, is circulating normally in your body, your body is going to be quote-unquote gold or whatever that energy that you know you're transmuting but if you're if you're scanning your body it most likely is going to be gold gold some type of gold energy the places in your body where the energy is not flowing are going to appear darker shade of gray or black and all that means is the energy is not flowing there properly so you might have one or more places in your matrix structure where this is happening. You would need to identify what those places are and zoom in. And you want to keep zooming in. So like you would do that first zoom in and figure out what it is. Like, is it a particular organ? Is it a particular patch of skin? Is it a bone? You know, you want to zoom in to that organ. And then inspect it um, one more time in a zoomed-in state. Eventually, if you move, if you want to move to healing, you want to imagine yourself inside that organ, like a little, little baby human walking in the pathways of that organ. So you would turn yourself into a very micro micro version of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And penetrate that organ. And you want to see exactly what's wrong with it. And things that are wrong with it could be all kinds of different things. You could see just a heavy amount of darkness. For instance, with any type of cancerous cells or... Uh, malfunctioning can- like cancerous um, inflammations, you would see a lot of darkness. So you would literally need to blast it with water and golden light and white light to clean it up. So it would feel like doing a deep clean of, of that organ or part of your body. Sometimes you would see a crack. If you see a cracked surface, you want to mend that surface. Sometimes you would see things like dust, like um, spider webs and dirt and debris. Like you want to clean all of that up. Um, if you see darkness, you always want to heal it with light. Sometimes you might see a raging fire. Or sometimes you might see a drought inside of a particular organ. And then from there, it's actually quite intuitive. Like if you see a raging fire, you want to put out the fire. You want to make sure that your beautiful internal garden is tended to and has fertile soil and everything else that you need. Right? Like so many things could be wrong with that organ. But um, scanning fundamentally is technique always starts on the macro level and goes down to the micro level. Sometimes you would need to get inside of your blood vessels and heal the blood. In general, 
there are a few very quick techniques that could bring you to the overall and most optimal health that you could have, right? Mm -hmm. So say you don't, you're not yet at the point where you're experiencing pain, but you're experiencing one of the other precursors that I mentioned to you before, Mm -hmm. whatever those are. From, from the earlier list, whether you're feeling tired or you're feeling you're not d- digesting your food properly enough. A couple of things you could do. Any liquid in your body, and then there are two liquids, right? The blood and the lymph. And then there's also water. I guess three. Um, any liquid in your body travels around it's not stagnant so you want to give yourself an infusion of light into the three liquids in your body the blood the lymph and the water the way you would do that is actually you could you could you could do all of this through the heart muscle uh, let's make it simple, not to overcomplicate things. So you would need to imagine, right? Like technically there are three, like when I said there are three kinds of liquids, there are three colors of liquids, you know. Technically water is a transparent liquid with potentially a blue hue, lymph is yellow and blood is red. So what you want to do is you want to enable the white light from the cosmos, from the creator, from the source, to infiltrate all three of those liquids in your body, starting at the heart. So you almost want to imagine that your heart is a pool of white light, and white liquidy, like um, almost like plasmic type of beautiful, sparkly white liquid, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's like that inception point that gives birth to all the three liquids that your body now has. So what you want to see happen is the water in your body is going to start getting this pearlescent glow, almost like higher dimensional glow your blood is going to start to sparkle and is going to become actually less viscose. So thinner, thinner blood, brighter blood. Same thing with lymph. It would turn from deep yellow to the most iridescent, beautiful light yellow. So be cleansed. All of these three liquids should be cleansed and should be at their most optimal healthy state. Now, because they provide and support um, you know, all the nutrients and everything else, all the correct cells to pretty much every organ in your body, then what you would want to see is all of these liquids start flowing out of your heart and carrying the beautiful white light throughout your whole physical body, filling you in with this iridescent, beautiful white light. Uh, what these things are going to do is they're going to, you know, doing this practice for about a week every day, you would start noticing a real shift into your overall health and well-being. 
you know, things are going to slowly start coming back into quote unquote normal, unless there is something that's fundamentally wrong with one of your organs. And that might mean that we're, you know, we're going to need to do extra work. But if you don't have anything that's very off at the moment, and it might, you know, things are starting to get out of alignment, but they're not so out of alignment that you're starting to manifest disease. This exercise by just like purifying all of the liquids in your body is going to do the trick. Hmm. Second, technique. Before you're birthed, um, you and your body enter into a contract of what that most optimal state in that body would look and feel like depending on your age. So, because, I mean, technically speaking, it is a contract with your body, but it's also the contract with the ancestral lineages you're coming into, right? They generally have access to particular body types based on their genetic code and DNA. And they would tell you, okay, like, these are the seven body types that we have. And like for a girl, it could be okay, like we have a body that is like, you know, uh, very skinny, <laughs> but also no breasts and no hips. Or you can have this voluptuous ones, but I don't know, have cellulite age 25 or something. Like, you know, you're selecting from a range of bodies, right? And the body that you select, you know that, you know, basically there is its optimal state. Um that you are aware of um, at any age, like basically, you know, as a, as a soul walking into a body, what are the issues that this particular body will have? Is it prone to some type of cardiovascular disease? You know, uh, are you being birthed into a lineage that has Alzheimer's issues or, or obesity or diabetes or whatnot. Like, you know, you are pretty much, when you're walking into this body, you know exactly what you're signing up for, right? Now, on top of what you're signing up for within that body, because it is being generated by a combination of your, you know, mother and father lineages. So they kind of combine and symbiotically create this one body for you. Um, you develop a whole slew of issues of your own if you're not careful. As we know, there is nature and there is nurture. <laughs> so there's things you're born to and then there are things that you acquire throughout the life. Right? Either way. Either way. So that I guess what I'm trying to say is you can be birthed into a beautifully genetic, just genetically perfect body, but if you only feed it uh, French fries and, and Coca-Cola... Uh, from early age to, you know, age 50, it's not going to be in its best shape age 50. So there is that optimal state always, despite of your habits, that this body should be in by a certain age, by age 20, 25, 30, etc., etc., etc. And then roughly each body type also, depending on the wear and tear, would have a particular lifespan. Like, and you would know that, like you would know, okay, like this body, you know, has these pros and cons and, you know, people or entities that wear this body tend to die at 70, around, around age 75, 78, like down to that T, you would know what, what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. It is always possible for you, albeit not super easy. I wouldn't call this a very basic practice, 
to get into alignment with that perfect version of that body that you chose at a particular age, if you're at a suboptimal level. You, the way you can accomplish that is through merging, merging the matrix of that perfect state and the matrix that you currently have today. Here's how it would feel. So you know, right, that uh, we just spoke that you have a matrix of some sort in your body, right? That would, uh, the matrix of your physical body would fluctuate based on your weight. You know, if you put on weight, that matrix is going to expand. More layers are going to be added. If you lose weight, it's going to contract. The ideal matrix of your body is contained in the memory of, of your body. Right, like your your body always remembers what its optimal state is. And that's why very often for you, like you're always able to tell if you're off from your ideal state. Like it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. And that's why some people feel very fat when in fact to the onlookers they are not. And the reason they do that is because that's not their optimal state. Their optimal state is skinnier, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that would be like a quick example. Or sometimes you feel like you don't have enough energy. And what does that mean? I don't have, quote unquote, enough of something. It's because what you have right now and that optimal state that is so ingrained in your body that you inherit the memory and understanding of that optimal state is every time there is a mismatch, you feel like you could be doing better. You feel like you're not enough and, you know, there's more work that could be done. So it's that like inherent driver in you that is sending you signals all the time so that you can get back into alignment. And so your body is always sending you signals. By the way, you always know what the right answer is. You always know if your right answer is getting more sleep because your body would send you signals. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough sleep. For those, bo- for those people that are not working out, and they should be, or they're working out and doing cardio, and maybe they should be doing stretching, their body is going to be sending them signals that their activity levels are not optimal. That's why, okay, you know, a New Year's resolution, most people just want to get skinnier and better shape. Mm -hmm. That is the one time when they come into alignment with what that perfect body should be. Because they're like projecting what, you know, how they want to live their future. And your happiness in your future is always correlated. Like you're going to be happiest if your body is its most aligned to its perfect state. Because when your body is its perfect state, you know what happens? The energy flows through your body the way it is supposed to. When the energy flows in your body the way it is supposed to, you create and manifest things the way you're supposed to. When the energy in your body is suboptimal, you manifest things in either not fast enough or not the correct way. So you might manifest things that you do not desire or manifest them to a lesser degree. So pretty much all of your abundance in every aspect of your life starts with aligning your physical body to its optimal state that is your path now depending on how far out of alignment you are 
on an energetic level, here's what happens. So you have your physical body and you have almost like a template in your vicinity that is your ideal body or your body the way it's supposed to look like and feel like. And if for people who are, who are experiencing optimal health levels, and by health, I mean vitality, right? So it's not just like the absence of pain. And that's another misconception. People feel like, oh, if I don't have like an acute sense of pain, I'm healthy. No, darling, you might not be. Uh, what, what, what about, you know, the fact that you're, you get tired at 7 p.m. every day? You know, your optimal level of health would imply that you, you know, you would be okay up until midnight, for instance. It was one of my questions. Uh, like, what does it mean to be healthy? Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into that. Let me finish. Um, yeah. uh, how do you align? Mm -hmm. So for people who are living their optimal state, their physical and the template of ideal are so aligned that there's like, it's like almost like two things attached to each other like in perfect harmony it's a really beautiful thing to watch misalignment actually feels like your ideal is somehow detached from from like your real mm -hmm. to a point where sometimes it's like they're so detached that they look nothing alike so imagine like your physical body still lives in a bubble. Like there's a sphere that is all of its energy, right? And I know that the shape of the physical body is, is the shape of the physical body. But let's imagine that, you know, the energy that you're emitting like is still spherical energy, mm -hmm. right? Um, you're going to have another sphere walking right by you. That's going to be a much more optimal version of yourself. So what you want to do in a meditative state is first examine what that looks like. You can get yourself into a state of meditation where you are able to see what your perfect body looks like and how it's different from what you're experiencing today. It's actually a really fun exercise. It is. So you, you like in you, what you want to do is you want to first just look at what that perfect blissful body at your age looks like. You want to start from your head. You know, is your hair different? Do you feel like your hair is thicker? Do you feel like there is more of it? Is it longer perhaps? You know, like how is your hair different? You will notice like with your perfect body, there tends to be less signs of aging, better posture, uh, nice toned muscles, you know, no second chin, a lot more elasticity, like overall just younger, more supple, dumpling looking skin. You would notice a lot of vitality in the muscles. You would not see any joint pain. Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Most of the time, healthy bodies have an aura of optimism around them. So it's also like mood is very much connected to the physical body, although it's part of the emotional body, but like they are so intertwined that healthy bodies tend to think good thoughts. Unhealthy bodies tend to think negative thoughts. And then, and that just keeps like getting you more into the same vicious circle. So healthy people get more healthier Sick people get sicker. Healthy people get happier. 
unhealthy people get unhappier, more sad, depressed, etc., etc. All interconnected. So you cannot be in a physically ill body and feel great. In the same way that you cannot be in a perfectly healthy body and feel crappy. Impossible. Don't go together. Or don't go together for a prolonged amount of time. You might get like a momentary shift in emotion, but not a prolonged shift in emotion. So first you want to you wanna see, like, you know, for instance, for, for women, like, are your breasts firmer? Are they bigger? Are they smaller? Like, I mean, all these things, like you want to really examine your body down to a point, like, does it accumulate fat? If it does, where? You know, what does that healthy fat accumulation looks like? What does it look like? compared to where your current body is accumulating fat. Because how and where your current body accumulates fat generally uh, reflects where your stress goes. So if you feel that you have fat accumulating somewhere where it shouldn't be, based on your perception or based on your observation of your ideal self, you know, or ideal body, that is your quick indicator of where your stress goes. Every time you have an indicator, it's the first step to healing it, Mm -hmm. right? So you want to just examine your body. And then if you like what you see, and more often than not, you would because your higher self signed up to the ideal version of the body, by the way, for the most part, you know, no higher self is sitting there planning stage four cancer. It knows that stage four cancer is a possibility. If certain lessons are not learned and certain messages are not heard, But it's not sitting there and thinking, oh, my God, I wish I could get stage four cancer. It's it's hoping that stage four cancer can be avoided, right? So more often than not, you're going to really love that ideal body. And so what you want to do is you want to combine the two spheres into one. Now, your ideal body has the tint and the gleam, like silver bluish tint to it. Your real body has the gold. You want those two energies merged together. So it almost feels like your old self is walking into your new self body. It's like almost like you want to put that new body on like a suit. Mm-hmm. Walk inside of it. Zip it up if need be. So the silver and blue color is going to be on the top of the gold? Correct. You want to walk inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's probably the easiest way to merge. You can also do the opposite, but easier to zip it on because you all go through experiences of putting on clothing all day, every day. And you have that uh, experience of how that shifts. Because like even on the clothing that you put on, right? Like when you're in your sweatpants at home, you probably don't feel like a million dollars. But if you put on your best interview suit and your new pair of like shiny leather shoes, all of a sudden you feel so much different. The same way, like you want to feel how that body feels by putting it on, trying it on for a size. So and then you want to slowly merge into it like a hand merges into a hand. A heart merges into a heart, the belly merges into the belly, the feet, the head, 
you know, you want them so merged together that you almost cannot tell them apart anymore. But what you also want to feel is how does it or notice rather what you want to notice is how does this body feel as opposed to your old body? Does it feel lighter? Does it feel more muscular? Does it feel stronger? Does it feel more endurant? Does it feel more beautiful? Does it feel younger? All of those things you want to notice, right? Does it feel happier? All of a sudden, as you're merging, really notice what's going to, what's going to shift is your physical body, your most physical body, generally, would, what that would create is the, you know, if you want like a fully, fully, full-on merge, you can start merging your physical and then the rest of your bodies uh, up to the mental. Mm. You're real with your uh, ideal. So like merge your real and uh, your ideal energetic bodies in the same way. Yeah. Emotional bodies and mental bodies. Do they have the same power? No. But the most important thing to understand is the energy of life of chi mm -hmm. is more goldish in color. Always. Because it's, it's warmer. Yeah. The energy, the template energy is always more silver white cooler so what is going to be similar is the tint your ideal situation is not the situation it's, it's like a concept it's a mental construct mm -hmm. so the energy of chi doesn't flow through it it's not animated yet and that's why you want to bring the template into your in, into the template into the matrix that you're living what's going to happen is the merge of the white silvery energies with the gold energies. So it's like the two matrix merge into one and collapse. And now you have this beautiful dichotomy of silver gold energy. And eventually, you know, uh, it'll all just become gold again because that becomes your new norm. But one thing, once you merge these three bodies, what you want to notice is how your feelings change and how your thoughts change. So, you know, how does the healthy version of you feel? Mm -hmm. What is he or she thinking when she or he wakes up? You know, what is their attitude? You'll notice a shift. Um, are you going to feel it instantly? And like how, how often? You're, you yeah, you're going to feel it through meditation. Yeah. You're going to feel it through meditation. Then what I recommend is that merge, you know, if you, if you do it all the way and there is full alignment, you know, there are sometimes could be a part of you that's not on board with alignment mm -hmm. or parts. Yeah. And then you're going to have to do part work. And that's, that's why our conversations are so, you know, there's like no simple answer to, to, to these questions. Like it's all like such a, a chain of events. Mm -hmm. If you start fixing one link, you have to kind of like, keep, you know, do, do the next link, the next, the next, etc. Is it because you have, for example, very strong habits or addictions, let's say, right? Could be, or it could be that your particular 
uh, the particular thing in your body that's out of alignment is trying to deliver a message that was not able to deliver you didn't you did not want to receive so mm. that part of your body is going to be in disalignment yeah. with change got it but it, it is really important for you first to feel mm-hmm. what it feels like momentarily yeah. to know what you're missing out and then you're going to have to do part work to try to align all of these parts with accepting that new reality. And the way that's done is very similar like talking to your body. Like you want to talk to a part of yourself that doesn't want this new you. Try to understand what is the message that it carries for you. What is the habit that wants to change you to change? You know, or the circumstance. You want to hear it out. You want to write down what it's telling you. Because until there is even a smallest part of you that's not aligned with bringing the two matrices together, it's not gonna that full connection is not is, is going to be impossible. Because every time we do an energetic practice, especially something of you know more sophisticated level like this one, we want to make sure that you as a human are getting the results that you came here for, and not just the healing. Right. Okay. And um, so let's say there are a lot of uh, healers, right? And um, instead of uh, a lot of people go to healers instead of uh, doctors. And uh, not enough. N- not enough. That's Arguably. True. Yes, that's true. Uh, but for people who go to healers, uh, right? Um, you you get a healing, uh, but you don't uh, fix the fix the root cause. Like, in this case, uh, isn't it better to... uh, What's better in this case? So, uh, generally, when you go to a healer, it's kind of like going to the doctor. Um, It's another form of painkiller that you're looking for, but just more holistic painkiller. So if you're going to a holistic practitioner, which I'm assuming is what you're referring to when you say healer, um, you want, whether that's acupuncture... You know, whether that's uh, Reiki, any type of massage, whatever healer, quote unquote, you're going to. Right. The healer is not, unless they're working with you on more levels than just physical, they're not going to be able to heal you unless the rest of your being is on board with it. You mean the pain will come back anyway? Yes. So that healing is generally just used as a temporary patch. Why do you need a temporary patch? Because it gives you more time to figure the pain out. Because it's very hard to figure out the pain when it's already here. If you are so delirious, in fever, every part of your body hurts, wrong time for self-reflection. Wrong time. Oh, you mean you cannot even focus? You can't focus, no. It is so incredibly complicated. So you need to go through that period. So once that thing subsides, one way or another, you're going to be forced to deal with it. Now, there are times, there are times. And, you know, by the way, there are many healing modalities. Psychedelics is a healing modality. There are times when emotional or mental healing can take place. And by the way, emotional and mental uh, healing is instant, right? 
if that takes place and the soul is has moved energy whatever that particular challenge that it was dealing with if, if, if the soul has moved energy in a way that it was supposed to then you can get instant healing then and there but it comes with learning the lesson and understanding the reason why the pain was there in the first place yeah yeah makes sense so if at that time for instance right if you've already worked through a lot of that on your own like you were doing i don't know like uh, deep dives into your consciousness and why you like or like you healed a particular bad habit or you know you, you or anger or something and then you go to a healer to fix the physical aspect of that pain well it you know it's almost like that residual aspect then the healer can help you. But it's because your mental and emotional body has already moved on from that I from that pain. So basically you did your homework and then you can go to a healer in order to heal it faster. Right. They they would just remove the, that aspect in the physical faster for you. Right. Because that would pretty much be the only way that they're allowed to fully heal without any repercussions. But most healers out there just give you more time to deal with issues on your own. Sometimes they can bring you into better alignment. Mm-hmm. True healers are also able to pinpoint you to why you're hurting. What is that emotional issue? So that you can unwind it on your own. And uh, talking about maybe it's another big topic, but maybe just a quick overview of uh, the cause cause of pain. You, you said that there are many causes, right? No, I but, said that there is uh, ultimately pain is always a message. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that correct. is uh, undelivered, Sorry. undelivered message. Yeah. Okay. And um, but the messages could be very different. And like I said, the, the message could be stemming from a past life, your ancestral lineage, childhood, youth and adolescence, yesterday, <laughs> all of the above, some traumatic experience, like a car crash, you know, all kinds of things. Oh, got it. So what I'm trying to ask is that like the source of disease or like pain is not always emotions or uh, thoughts, right? Sometimes it's some other things like uh, ancestral uh, or like past life trauma. The source of pain and disease is the absence of flow of energy or the absence of the optimal energy flow in the in the in one of your bodies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Any of your bodies, even spirit body, spiritual body. If there is massive misalignment there, which doesn't always happen and only happens in the lower levels of the spiritual body, but it could still have an impact on your physical. So any misflow, misalignment in the flow or the absence of flow of energy in any of your bodies would eventually be manifested as a disease. Now, the root cause of that absence of flow Mm -hmm. 
or distortion of flow could be very different. It could be personal to you and, and or it could be part of your ancestry. It could be something that human, human collective consciousness is dealing with or a part of human collective consciousness is dealing with. Very often, um, you would see things like a pandemic or like a new disease like AIDS, for instance, that came out of nowhere and is going to go into nowhere is because collectively humanity is working through a particular facet or issue, a negative thought pattern or a negative emotional pattern. Mm. And enough souls coming into this incarnation chose to experience that and heal that for the collective. But the only way you heal that is by going through the experience. Sometimes the experience of dying through that, uh, through that disease and cause while at the same time contributing to the collective consciousness what it actually truly means to heal or not to heal. Because the people that die actually are serving a very, very important um, function. They're helping collective learn from the opposite. You know, this is what happens if I do X, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Uh, and you, you have a lot of those collective stories uh, gathered up into into one bundle. Um, it uh, going back to like you know so like what what is the root cause? It could be your personal right uh, things that you are dealing with in this incarnation or past life that was stuck in one of your bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, it is the information that would in between incarnations this information. Because you, you could ask me, like, how can something be stuck in your emotional body? If this is an emotional body, you shed it in between incarnations. It could, mm-hmm. uh, because that information is being recorded in the lower level of your spiritual body. And next time you come into similar type energies, for instance, you can have an emotional trauma of 3D. And every time you come back to any 3D planet that is stuck, and that is a big trauma, it'll resurface again. That is your personal thing. It might have nothing to do with your ancestry. might have nothing to do with anything else outside of your personal experience. Now, it could also be planetary, like I said, because Gaia is an entity. If the planet needs to heal something, one way that it might choose to get its healing is through people. Somebody now, of course, needs to opt into that. Um, I'll tell you what are the planetary... um, diseases right now anxiety and depression stress very much a planetary disease the guy is going through at the moment it is a you know her choice to heal it within the next 20 to 25 years so you're gonna get a lot of it bubbling up to the surface crazy amounts of anxiety anxiety equals fear crazy amounts of fear are gonna come up even more oh yeah this is nothing um, that's interesting. And uh, if you look at the humanity in general, yeah, uh, I'm just always curious about like the percentages and numbers. Um, like, what would be the percentage uh, of people who uh, live through like planetary uh, disease or thirty percent? Thirty percent. Yeah. What about uh, environmental? environmental and planetary is the same thing oh 
so all this pollution and uh, pesticides, fertilizers, yeah. all these things. It's yeah, because there. the environment is a planet. Yeah. Right. So like one part of the planetary bodies is hurting. Mm-hmm. So whatever gets because we get birthed through the energies of this planet. Gaia has to contribute minerals and chemicals for our bodies to even be firmed, formed, sorry. And that being said, you know, if it is 30% sick, it cannot birth someone or something that's 100% healthy. Well, the odds of that are so low. Hmm. And what about the rest 70% is it the combination of emotional, mental, past life? So uh, 30%, like I said, are dealing specifically with disease that are that is just planet Earth. 40% on top of that are dealing with their ancestral karmic disease. That's just, you know, that is in, in one of their karmic, um, it, like in one of their familial lineages, either from their mom, dad, or both. Mm-hmm. And then the rest uh, are dealing with um, their personal stuff. And what do you mean by personal stuff? Like emotion? Yeah, emotions, thoughts, like whatever they brought in from past lives, whatever. Like, you know, these would be more unique circumstances. Got it. Then most people have a combination. Yeah, a lot of them have more than one. Yeah, more than one. Yeah. Got it. And... uh, Suboptimal energy levels, for instance, is is one of those like very like planetary things right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, how did humanity end up in a situation when they completely disconnected from a physical body? Well, okay. I love how you're you're approaching everything from the standpoint of like once they were so connected, no sudden they're disconnected. How they never been? I mean, they N- not fully. Connected. No. No. No, not on this planet. No. Hmm. No. Humanity on this planet has never been fully connected to its physical body. We hope to get there. Not fully. We haven't. Got it. Uh, but um... Also, you might ask me, like, why is everybody so sick? Well, it's because this is the dimension to figure out your physical. The way you get to the optimal health is through disease. The way you get to understanding what healthy feels like, and even if you want to be healthy, starts with understanding what disease feels like and whether you want to feel disease. Mm, I see what you mean. That's why this is the dimension where people come to learn to be sick. This is the dimension where people come to experience suboptimal levels of health, suboptimal levels of energy, suboptimal levels of connection. So that one day, they can experience full alignment. Because they know how the disalignment feels. Got it. That's very deep. But healing for the human race starts with understanding their bodies. I love how there is like a very going very spiritual mantra that says you are not your body stop thinking that you're your body stop associating yourself with your body no you know what that's an escape route 
pretending that you're not your body and you're the celestial being with wings that floats somewhere in ether and is happy all the time is BS. Because the lesson that you all came here to learn in the physical is how do you treat, first and foremost, your body as a part of yourself. The road to unity starts with you having a deep relationship, love, and appreciation for your body, which is an entity that is in your complete, full control and has sacrificed and is going to sacrifice everything to get you where you need to go. And yet, day in and day out, humanity and this human race is experiencing complete disconnection from their bodies, lack of understanding, and lack of interest and concern for their bodies. Just look at the things that you're feeding it. Insanity. Yeah. So unity and true spirituality starts with taking your and loving your body as a part of yourself. So true spirituality and true spiritual leaders should teach you that you are your body also. Anybody who would ever teach you that you're not your body and you shouldn't care is not spiritual enough. Yeah, and hasn't fully figured out how this universe works. Make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And uh, were there a period of time when we were closer to our bodies? Yes, potentially. But why does it matter? Mm. Was it far? Far, far away? From today, yeah. <laughs> Define far. In, in, from where I said, planet Earth is a very young planet. Was it like thousands of years ago? Yes. Of years ago? Thousands. Thousands. Time. Many thousands. Okay. That's cool. But right. that's the thing. Yeah. If that connection was full and complete and in alignment, we would have moved on. To the next level. To the next level. The presence of the shadow, the collective human shadow around physical bodies that was existent, at the time, eventually won over and threw us back, as far as understanding, not propelled us forward. Mm -hmm. Again, because whatever humans were experiencing in at the time was not full alignment and was not full love for their bodies. There were very much, you know what biohacking is? What? So biohacking was... You know, I mean, biohacking is a, is, is a very common term. It's like, yeah. you know, how do you get your body into the optimal health, mm -hmm. into its like optimal state? You know, a lot of people talk about immortality and things like that, all part of the same biohacking um, concept. Biohacking was actually very much ingrained in the, in the culture of Atlantis. So when you're asking me, you know, was there a time in humanity where people were more in, in touch with their bodies? Yes, Atlantis, people were more, quote unquote, in touch with their bodies. You know what the problem with biohacking is? No. Instead of a relationship of love and harmony, oh, you hack it. it is a relationship of I am your master and you are my slave. 
and I will do to you what I choose to. Do you think the body wants to be hacked? Do you think the body wants to be pressured? Do you think it wants to be mistreated and misused by crazy amounts of exercise and all the other harsh things that biohackers do to it? It does not. There is a much more loving, balanced, friendly, symbiotic way to treat your body, to get the most out of it, outside of hacking it. In fact, this crazy concept of biohacking is taking us away from understanding and loving our bodies, not towards it. It's taking us farther away from unity as opposed to towards unity. It's a very dangerous concept. It's like abusing the entity that serves you and loves you the most. It's like abusing your dog. Like, why would you want to do that? Wouldn't you rather love your dog? Wouldn't you rather understand what your dog is trying to tell you? You know, it might be a weird analogy, but, you know, humans have a lot of love for their dogs and not their bodies. That's why I'm using it. If you were only to treat your body the way you treat your dog, we would be infinitely better off. Yeah, this is very sad. Uh, but I was just trying to understand. Let's say um, I want to be healthy, right? So start listening to your body. I start listening to my body. Yes. And then let's say there is my desires, right? So, for example, I want some food, certain type of food, like french fries. And I know that they're not healthy, but this is my... But once you start mental. listening to your body, it'll tell you what it's actually craving. Because it's probably not craving french fries. French fries is probably a substitute for something else that your body is craving. And when you're giving it French fries, it quietly shut up, shuts up for five minutes and stops craving it. Because you got it busy with something else. That's interesting. But your body never craves bad foods. By definition. It could never crave something that is going to give it cancer unless that cancer is going to get you to where you need to go. That's the only reason why your body craves junk food is because it's trying to get you to some place. If you just try to understand and talk to it around what is it it's trying to where it's trying to get you to, collectively you might devise a way of getting there without developing a serious illness. I see what you mean. Okay, but so all bad foods and like wine, alcohol, these are all things that actually like substitute something or like the body. They are a distraction mechanism. Yeah. It's kind of like you're you know, you're trying to distract your body from getting getting um you what you need to getting you what you want into paying attention to something else because all of these things are quote-unquote poison so your body must must react to poison like you just dumped poison in your body like your body has very immediate things to take care of mm -hmm. so that takes short-term precedent over getting you to where you need to go 
Did you notice that some fast foods, quote, quote unquote, create like a, a, a craving all the time? Because yeah. you get addicted to getting uh, distracted. With sugar or yeah, salt. yeah, yeah, more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, got it. So you eat more, you get a faster result. You don't get a faster result. You, you like it's like a longer distraction. Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's why they're so dangerous. Yeah, thank you so much for this information. Uh, I think we're running out of time. And um, now I want to end our session. I'm very grateful for the information you provided us today. I'm asking the higher self to visit to where it belongs. With much love and much thanks for the help and information that has been given Maria today. I know she's really willing to appreciate it. Now I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.